SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Um, here bringing you another Week 14 Underdog Battle Royale preview presented by SGPN. Just me, myself, and I once again today. Nobody wants to go snorkeling with me, sadly. Um, so I'm just going to be here, yeah, breaking down the, uh, giving you some positional uh, values, breaking down some, uh, you know, each week I go over some new uh, trends that the uh, week four, uh, you know, that the Battle Royale winners have been having over the year. So I'm going to be giving you some of those and some games to target as well. But first, I just wanted to uh, get into actually a little bit of the playoff best ball, which is a um, something that uh, Underdog, I imagine, is going to keep releasing over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, they already filled one uh, playoff best ball tournament, and they are in their second one right now, and I am already well deep into my drafts. Um, for those of you that don't know, though, this is a uh, best ball tournament that's going to go on during the NFL playoffs. Each round of the NFL playoffs is a round in the um, – in the in the tournament so you're going to be grouped into initially i believe it's an eleven thousand person tournament in total originally you're uh segmented into six person groups that's it's going to be the people that you draft with um it's a 10 mount it's a 10 round draft you have one quarterback run running back two wide receiver and uh two wide receiver slash tight end and one flex position um these are super fun you know and it gives you it's, it's very unique and you know it actually has a lot of different nuances to it um Especially if you got on it early, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of value to be had as people didn't really know what they were doing. And, you know, most people I, I was telling uh, the guys on the SGPN podcast last week that most people were dead in the water right from the get go when they started these drafts. So um, I was just here going to break you down as you get into these drafts, give you some little advice that I've been going through. You know, I've been doing a ton of these over the past month. So um, this, the field got a lot sharper this week. That is for sure. Um, you know, as I think people finally started releasing some content on these playoff best ball tournaments, and it's not quite as easy as it was before. Um, predominantly because people were drafting from seven or eight different teams before. Um, so if you can imagine, we're trying to get to the Super Bowl, you know, and that that's when all the big money is going to be won. So when we get when we're drafting when there's a 10 round tournament and you're drafting players from seven or eight different teams most of most of your players are going to be eliminated by the time that we get to the conference championship that super bowl when we want to win that big money so what i was doing from the very get-go was you know you want to be predominant you want to get at least five or six uh you know five six players maybe even seven players from two different teams pick your super bowl matchup as you're drafting you know um obviously you want to put a premium on you know players from the Dallas Cowboys, the Minnesota Vikings, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, maybe to a limited extent, the Miami uh, Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers now without Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, you know, those are just some strategies that you want to get off right from that. That'll get you, you know, there, there's some still people who are just kind of drafting the best player available. That'll give you a leg up on them right away. Um, yeah. And like I said, yeah, we're just building this Super Bowl matchup, you know, it, and we want to, you know, it's you're it's a draft where you're going to have your plan blown up midway through the draft. So you want to have some pivot points too. Uh, the Bengals before their win against the Kansas City Chiefs were some, a great mid round pivot. 
you know, people were, uh, you know, people, you know, have been putting extreme value on the Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills. People really weren't giving the Bengals much of a shot. So I was able to get a lot of Bengals in that first playoff best ball tournament. But now they're going a lot higher. So now, you know, if, if my plan gets blown up, I really like the Vikings in the mid rounds. Um, you know, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins are going very deep in drafts. So if you know, if you find, you know, if you, if you, if you if you're trying to do a Philadelphia Eagles stack and, you know, you started off with Jalen Hurts and all of a sudden you're looking around and, every, you know, all your Philadelphia Eagles are taken. You know, don't be afraid to pivot over to the Minnesota Vikings. They are, um, you know, they, they have some really good late round values. Dalvin Cook's going pretty deep in drafts as well. Um, you know, another thing is I'm just ignoring ADP at this point. You know, the people that just draft, you know, the best team, you know, the, the people that aren't really correlating their teams, they're going to have a lot higher advancement rate through those, those first couple weeks. But that's not really what we're shooting for here. We're trying to get a few of our really good teams into that AFC-NFC conference championship to the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of ignoring ADP here. I'm just, you know, whatever I can do to fill out my stacks, especially early on in drafts. Um, you know, if, if you get your stacks early on, you know, you get your Philadelphia Eagles and your Bengals matchup. You know, you, you and you can pick it up at later on in drafts. You can draft an Austin Eckler, you know, somebody like that, you know, or, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett you know, guys that are getting drafted in the ninth, 10th rounds that people just don't anticipate going deep into the playoffs. And that's why they're, they're available at deep in drafts and, and, and Los Angeles Chargers plays. Maybe they're not even going to make the playoffs, but I really like the Seahawks as well. That's another one of my late round, you know, if, if it's just completely a dead draft, you know, you can do DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett and Geno Smith, eight, nine and 10, get yourself a very unlikely Super Bowl uh, contender there. Uh, but, you know, it's still a chance. You never know. So that, you know, those are just some of the strategies that I've been invoking uh, so far. Um, oh, and one other thing that I wanted to bring up is that uh, this is this is something, you know, I, I was building up a Kansas City Chief Philadelphia Eagle, uh, you know, tur- you know, tournament like a couple of uh, you know, stack a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, man, I was really happy with. It. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, these are two teams aren't even good. I'm not even going to be able to make it past the first round. I have seven players between these two teams. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm not even going to have any players playing in the first week. So you want to keep that first round by in uh, in mind when you're doing these drafts, because that's very important. Um, the Buffalo Bills are in the front run of the AFC right now, but the Chiefs are still statistically the favorite just based on the schedule. So, you know, if you have the, the Philadelphia Eagles are pretty, pretty much the favorite to get that first round by in the NFC. So, you know, if you have if you're drafting a lot of Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City, you, you want to keep in mind that, um, you know, especially with just one um team advancing in that six-man group from the first week you want to make sure you you give yourself a chance so if you end up drafting phil you know if you draft philadelphia philadelphia eagles and kansas city chief matchup you're going to want to uh, get some players later on in the drafts in those final few rounds that are going to be able to compete for you the first week and so you know if i'm doing that i'm only actually going to stick with five kansas city chiefs or philadelphia eagles players for example because i need because those players aren't even likely going to play the first week so i need a whole another set five players to get me through that first week. So, you know, you just have to get creative with it. So, you know, that's just a lot. There's a lot of different nuances. So if you pay attention, you know, and you know, you're a smart drafter, there's a lot of leg up to gain on the competition. So with that, I will dive into the week 14 battle Royale, but I will just play, pay a quick round of bills really quick, ready to win money and boost your odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas online sports betting casino play. Exclusive rewards and right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on Win Bet. 
Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we are back with Underdog Fantasy. Um, you know, it goes perfect with this podcast. You know, we got him back as a sponsor, so that is great. And if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is a great for their weekly battle royale format as well, getting an early start with their playoff best ball. So underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. We are on top of all that stuff here on this podcast already. Um, So with that, we will dive into some of the uh, trends. You know, each week I like to go into some of the, uh, some of the trends that I've just been noticing in these underdog battle royales, um, you know, each week I do a little bit, you know, I go over each battle royale winner and I try to, you know, try and notice some things that they've been doing. And this week, you know, I decided to go over which uh, round they, uh, the battle royales uh, winners were drafting each position. So, um, you know, I uh, went through each winner and, uh, and, and, you know, discern where they drafted their quarterback, where they drafted their running back, wide receivers and tight end, you know, and I found some interesting findings. Um, so um, in all, for the quarterback position, it was two for round one, two for round two, three for round three, none for round four, two for round five, three for round six. So, you know, pretty big mix up there for running back, just one running back in round one, um, two, uh, you know, four battle royale winners selected a running back in the second round, um, two selected a third round, seven in the fourth round, few at five and six here. The wide receivers, uh, you know, there was actually four battle royale winners selected a wide receiver in the first round, five in the second round. So that is a lot higher. And you you keep in mind with the running back wide receiver, you know, the battle royale winners, you know, um, it's been, you know, you decide between going two running back or three wide receiver. Predominantly, the winners have gone two running back, two wide receiver. So that's something to keep in mind there. Um, so, and we have another six in the third round for wide receivers. So a lot of the battle royale winners, you know, we're seeing a lot of wide receiver heavy early rounds actually. Um, and then for tight end, we actually had a whopping five battle royale winners, which is the highest of any position drafted tight end in the first round. And then we just have a one or two mix in the rest of the rounds. So, you know, what, what did we learn here? Um, you know, there's no particular round to grab a quarterback, you know, it's a pretty even mix up there. You know, you just have a couple sprinkled in in each round. So, you know, um, when you're drafting quarterbacks, of course, uh, we know that every single battle royale winner has had a top three quarterback from that week in their lineup, except for one. So we can eliminate most of the quarterbacks in the league right off the bat. So we're sticking with guys that we know have top three upside. So. You know, given that there's only six quarterbacks drafted in the battle royale total, um, you know, for, for those of you that are new to it, I, I used to go over it each at the beginning of each episode, but gotten out of that a little bit. But yes, it's one quarterback, one running back, two wide receiver, a tight end and a flex position. So six people in a draft, six rounds, 36 players taken in the draft. So you're only drafting six quarterbacks in a draft. So there's no need to get too cute with it. 
Um, you just want to get a good even mix, especially if you're doing a lot of drafts, just get a good even mix uh, of those top signal callers all drafted. You know, there are different ADPs there. Um, for the running back position, every single, uh, every team that had one running back in their lineup, they drafted them in the back half of the rounds, all in round four, actually. So um, if you have one running, so, if, you know, all the Battle Royale winners with one running back in their lineup, they drafted that running back in the back half of, of the draft. Um, only two teams um, went running back, two running backs in the first three rounds. So uh, only two team, only two battle royale winners of the 14 drafted two running backs or I'm sorry, 13, only two drafted two running backs in the first three rounds. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, and of course, only one team of the whole season of the of the 13 battle royale winners selected a running back in round one. And no team actually started off with their draft with two running backs. So that's something to keep in mind there. For wide receiver, um, three of the four three wide receiver winner teams uh, drafted a wide receiver in round one. Uh, yes, of course, for, as we say, stated, four teams drafted, uh, four of the 13 Battle Royale winners drafted a wide receiver in round one. Four teams have drafted two wide receivers in the first three rounds that are Battle Royale winners. And no team has started off with, with two wide receivers in their draft. Um, as we've stated before, it is a uh, the predominantly the winners have gone. I believe it is eight of thirteen battle royale winners have had two running backs and two wide receivers in their lineup. That is something to keep in mind. There, uh, you know, there's only only twelve running backs can be drafted in a battle royale max. So we're you know you we're only we're only looking at even the highest of the running back pos uh, positions. You know, the highest guys with the highest ceiling anyway. So. You know, you're going with a pretty safe there. If you get a couple of stud running backs in your lineup, you're already getting yourself in a pretty good position. But that does, you shouldn't discount drafting three wide receivers. It certainly happened this year. And you have a really, you know, wide receivers have a, high, you know, it's a more volatile, you know, but they have, they actually have a higher ceiling than a lot, most running backs, but they just have a lower floor. So just depends on your setup. You still kind of want to still draft the best player available. Um, for tight end here, like we said, five battle royale winners have started off with a round one tight end. So that is significant. That's much more than any other position. But one important note is that happened three the first three weeks of the season. Um, three of those five, I mean, happened the first three weeks of the season. So it was Travis Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes the first week. Mark Andrews on the, was on the battle royale winner weeks two and three. And then we've only seen it two instances since then, um, with once with Mark Andrews and once with Travis Kelsey. So that is just something to keep in mind there. Uh, and four teams actually went um, quarterback tight end in the first um, three rounds of drafts. So that is something to keep in mind. And nine of the 12 Battle Royale winners selected wide receiver or tight end in their first round. So we are seeing predominantly the Battle Royale winners select wide receiver or tight end in round one. Uh, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you know, you're getting yourself a really good, you know, especially tight end and quarterback. I always tell people that they have such a, a more, they're going to impact these battle royales than a lot of other DFS slates because the smaller lineup, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel have a lot larger lineups than six players. So quarterback and tight end aren't as important. So you, you see that position really elevated here. Um, but yeah, so what, you know, wide receiver and tight end are very volatile positions. So it doesn't surprise me 
to see that so you know when you're drafting when you're drafting these studs early on like the Jeff, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, those guys are getting you know these guys are predominantly getting the battle royale with. So that is unsurprising to see. And with that, we will dive into some more specifics here. Actually, um, I have the uh, just some games to target right off the bat. It's it's an ugly week. It's it's not a good week for deal. You know, there's a ton. It's it's bye week. Armageddon. We're missing a lot of teams. I believe there's only ten games on this main slate. So you know, there's not a lot of games to pick from. There's only two games for the whole week uh, that are over uh, that have an over under over fifty, and I believe we only have access to one of those games on this under uh, on this battle royale slate. So uh, the first game I have up here is the Vikings versus the Lions. It has an over under fifty three. I believe that might be the highest one of the week. You know this this you know this is setting up pretty well for fantasy. Um, you know the Lions and the Vikings have had high highs this year and very and some low lows for fantasy purposes. But um, the defenses are providing some great matchups. The Lions defense is 32nd against quarterbacks for fantasy points, 10th against running backs, 28th for wide receivers, and 28th for tight ends. The Vikings defense is 27th against quarterbacks, 19th against running backs, and 30th against wide receivers. I didn't even bother to list the tight end because we are not even considering putting in any Detroit tight end in this battle royale, especially with only six tight ends being drafted. So, that that's a game that I'll be looking at. It's a, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of players to like there. Amon Ross, St. Brown, of course, might be, uh, you know, he's kind of entering that kind of elite wide receiver tier right alongside the AJ Browns and, and things. I'm putting him ahead of AJ Brown this week, so Amon Ross, St. Brown is entering top five wide receiver territory. Uh, DeAndre Swift, we finally saw a sighting. You know, this is a really good matchup for him. You know, I love him as a cash play on you know the other DFS sites, but. Uh, you know, I'm just not sure that him or Jamal Williams have the top, you know, we, we went over this last week too. Um, you know, basically you're looking for top five um, upside from every single position, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback. You know, predominantly you, the battle royale winner, it, it's such small lineups that you essentially need to be perfect. So what, what, you know, what are we, what are we saying when I say that you need, we're looking predominantly from just, yeah, you need a top five quarterback performance, top five tight end performance, top five, top, uh, you need at least one or two top five wide receivers in, in the top five. And I believe every single battle Royale winner has had a top five running back performance. So, you know, so we're just looking, like I said, for top end performances here. And I'm just not sure that Deandre Swift or Jamal Williams have that week have that this week. I do think Dalvin cook has that this week. And I think he is a value that we will talk about uh, later on. We'll talk about him as a value pick in these underdog uh, battle Royale drafts. Uh, he is, he is one of the, you know, he's the most expensive, uh, one of the most expensive running backs on those other sides. So they, they think he's going to have a big game. So I do too. The next game I have up here is the Browns versus the Bengals. You know, this game could get ugly, you know, especially if Deshaun Watson looked like he did last week. He didn't even look like an NFL quarterback last week. If that continues, then you you might see you might see an, you might see a Joe Mixon game where they just controlled the clock. But you know, I'm, I'm Deshaun Watson was a, was a quarterback five in each of his healthy seasons. So if he you know if he looks like you know kind of regains some of that old composure that he had before, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see the the Browns push the Bengals a little bit here. And if that's the case, then we have some exciting matchups here. Of course, Jamar Chase and T Higgins are fantastic. Joe Mixon is coming. Is going to be healthy this week. Zach Taylor assured us that he's going to play. He had a five touchdown performance in this last week. You know, all those guys aren't going to pop off for their ADP, but 
they're all so good that we want those guys on our battle royale rosters, um, you know, for those high end outcomes that they can provide. Hayden Hurst is going to be out this week. So he's, we don't have a Bengals tight end to consider, but, but on the Brown side, Amari Cooper is what, you know, one of these perfect battle royale wide receivers. He has five performances over 20 points this year. And then he has a lot of dead performances that keeps his um, ADP very low. So the, you know, that makes him very affordable from week to week. So, you know, I like to sprinkle Amari Cooper into all of my, uh, you know, in each week in my battle Royale draft, I like to get a little Amari Cooper because he is fantastic, especially, uh, you know, at home, you know, that's not going to happen this week, but he is very good nonetheless. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think he doesn't know how to play on the road. I just think it's more coincidental more than anything else. Deshaun Watson is not someone that I am considering putting in any of my uh, battle royale drafts. I, I think he could have a good day. I just don't think it's going to be a top three day like that we need. Nick Chubb, he's been, you know, he, he just hasn't gotten that work. You know, once again, he's kind of not getting that workload that we want. So do I think he has a top five upside? He's not someone I'm clamoring up to get. He has a pretty high ADP. He's not someone I'm clamoring at in this matchup. But I've certainly drafted a little bit of Nick Chubb this week. He, he's in a pretty good – the Bengals haven't been you – know, the Bengals have a pretty stout defense, but Nick Chubb's a fantastic running back. So And the over-under on that game is 47. So they're certainly expecting some some fireworks there. So we're just hoping that Sean Watson has a little bit better game than he did last week. Oh, yeah, and I have uh, Njoku here. Uh, he's in one of my – kind of my tight end sleeper category, not someone I'm overexposing myself to a tight end. But he'll be back uh, – should be back healthy this week. So – and with Deshaun Watson. So I think that, you know, that, that could be, he, he was flashing top 10 tight end upside. It's hard to find actually tight, uh, even 10 tight ends, you know, coming back from injury that you like better than him. So uh, just being one of the few options on the Cleveland Browns wide receivers, you know, being a thin wide receiver core there, David Njoku is a great option. And the last one I have up here, um, it, it has a very low over under. So Vegas disagrees with me, but I have the Jaguars and Titans here. The over-under is just 41.5. So Vegas anticipates this being a little uh, lower. And this is only if Trevor Lawrence plays. Maybe this is them factoring that in a little. This is them maybe hedging that a little bit. And he's questionable right now. He, he says he thinks he can play, but that is remains to be seen. But these defenses, once again, you know, this is two defenses that are bad. So that, that could give us some good offensive performance. Jags defense is 25th against quarterbacks, 22nd against running backs, 24th against wide receivers, and 17th against tight ends. Uh, you know, that's bottom half of the league in all those categories. Titans are 31st against quarterbacks. They're pretty stout against running back eighth, uh, but 30 seconds, 32nd to wide receivers and 20 to tight ends. They're very susceptible to the pass. They are very, they, those uh, perimeter wide receivers really get going against the Titans. So, you know, this could be a Zay Jones spot in some other sites. Uh, like I said, we're looking for top five, top 10 wide receiver outcomes. So Zay Jones is not on our battle Royale radar, but Zay Jones is one of my DFS picks. You know, if you're if you if you're playing on some FanDuel or DraftKings, uh, Zay Jones is somebody to keep in mind because he was a very popular play last week. Disappointed, and now people won't be playing him again this week because they have a sour taste in their mouth. So just something to keep in mind there. That definitely, uh, this is not a game you probably just want to completely get off. If Trevor Lawrence isn't on it. You know, maybe Derrick Henry, but yeah, Titans are probably just going to try to control the game with Derrick Henry if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. So. Yeah, keep an eye on that game. But I actually, despite the Vegas over-under, I actually don't hate that game for uh, targeting potentially. You know, and I always highlight those games because, uh, you know, the, on the Battle Royale, 
you know, you know, just the concept of correlating is just a little bit different than other DFS sites. Um, you know, single single stacking is still predominant. Most of the battle royale winners, I um, it's about sixty percent of the battle royale winners have had a single stack in their lineup. So you definitely still want correlating, but double stacking is nearly impossible. the the uh, The only people who have double stacked a battle royale winner this year have been um, the. There's only two teams that you can do that with: uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, T Higgins and Jamar Chase. One one that's happened once for each of those uh, pairs this year. So um, it's not impossible, but you know, just when you're looking for two uh, wide receivers to have top five weeks. That's not going to happen for almost any, that's not going to happen for any other team other than the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. So just keep that in mind there. But um, with that, I will dive into some of my quarterback and tight end tiers. Like I've said, you were looking for top three performance, you know, predominantly every single battle Royale winners had a top three performance from their tight end. Every single battle Royale winners had a top three performance from their quarterback. Uh, it's 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 changed a little bit with tight end recently with kind of uh, Mark Andrews fading into the background a little bit. Travis Kelsey, not uh, quite the same. So um, he just had a couple down weeks. But he's still been fantastic. But, you know, it's just uh, but yeah, predominantly still top three tight end quarterback every single week. The Battle Royale winners had a top three quarterback in their lineup, except for week four when they had Josh Allen. So just breaking down the tiers here. I have on my tier one, I only have one quarterback on my tier one of players this week. It is Jalen Hurts, ADP of 6.8. He is the highest quarterback drafted. Um, New York Giants are ninth against quarterbacks. Um, He has some nice stacking options in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You could even bring it back with Saquon Barkley. Um, A lot of the Battle Royale winners have had um, some bringbacks this year. So, you know, what I was mentioning earlier, those games to target, I like to mention those games to target because – you know, those are, those are, you know, games to target. You get some, uh, some bring back options, you know, so um, this is not one of those games though. I'm not tar- uh, particularly target ha- forcing any New York giants into my running uh, lineup, but Jalen hurts and Saquon Barkley isn't a bad pairing. Um, he's been a top six quarterback each of the last six weeks. And uh, the giants have given up 20 points uh, recently to, to, you know, more inferior fantasy quarterbacks than Geno Smith, Prescott and Heineke. Second up on the, um, I have my next uh, tier of quarterbacks. I have uh, leading it off, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the leader for the MVP. Um, Denver is a very stout matchup. They are third in fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. But Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn, so I'm not worried about that there. Uh, You know, we actually can stack Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes this week. That's exciting. Uh, That hasn't been able to happen because Patrick Mahomes has been around one pick um, these last few weeks. But we are seeing him fall into the, it's, you know, into the third round at, um, I have on my ADP here. So you can actually stack Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes, and that's exciting. Uh, but you can also pair Patrick with uh, Juju. You know, he you can draft him in round six. I I don't really see the the high-end outcome there, so I'm not overexposing myself. And we also have Greg Dulcich as a sleeper tight end. Third up, Josh Allen. His ADP is a little higher than Patrick Mahomes, but I still have Patrick Mahomes ranked a little higher. Jets are eighth against fantasy quarterbacks. Um, still, you have some nice stacking options. You can uh, go with uh, Stefan Diggs. If Josh Allen is able to fall to you in the second round, you'll have to go Stefan Diggs in the first round, though. Gabriel Davius, once again, another guy just like Juju Smith-Schuster. You can get him in the sixth round, but someone that, I, you know, I, maybe you get you you miss your stack with uh, Stefan Diggs and you really want to stack Josh Allen. Gabriel Davis is an option for you. But once again, you know, guy that might be tough to get that top five upside that we're looking for. 
and Garrett Wilson has been fantastic recently. I believe he's been on, he was on the battle royale winner last week and maybe even the week before too. So Garrett Wilson, a great option uh, in the last round of drafts. Actually, he might be going a little bit earlier now, but he was going in the last round in the last couple of weeks. So that's a very good pick. And Joe, oh yeah, just some stats on Josh Allen. Number one in air yards, number one in interceptable passes, and number one in danger plays. That's why we like Josh Allen. You know, the offense is so good, especially earlier on in the year, that you know they could afford to be really risky. You know, they throw a pick, they're like, I oh, will we'll score on the next possession. So. And Joe Burrow, I have up as my fourth-ranked quarterback. He is in still in that tier two. Uh, it is Cleveland, which is tenth against fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, definitely some very good stacking options for Joe Burrow here with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd, not somewhat I'm considering. Doesn't have that top five upside that we're looking for. And Mari Cooper and Nick Chubb are possible bringbacks. Cincinnati Bengals were in the bottom 10 in the league in pass plays per game last year, and they are all the way up to seven this season. So that is, we are seeing some Joe Burrow. That's why we're seeing Joe Burrow uh, improve as a fantasy quarterback. Uh, it's not, it's not a surprise either. He was a year. He last year, he was recovering from an ACL. We're seeing a fully healthy Joe Burrow. He's rushing the ball more. Now um, he already has more rushing yards than he did all of last season put together. So we're seeing Joe Burrow now fully healthy from that uh, ACL surgery. And this is, you know, and he's paired with two of the best wide receivers in the league. Very exciting for fantasy. Um, in the next tier of quarterbacks, I have Dak Prescott leading it off. Uh, he has an ADP of 31.3 in the very last round. You can get him. He's in a surprisingly tough matchup this week. Houston ranks second in the league against quarterbacks. It is more because of the fact that the Houston Texans don't push anybody. And teams are just content in rushing the ball. They're so bad on, on run defense. Teams are just like, why would we risk passing the ball? Why would we risk hurting our quarterback? Let's run this ball. Let's head home, boys. You know what I mean? That's kind of the attitude. So, you know, I, I don't think the Houston pass deep get uh, – it's hard to say lucky, you know, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's kind of it's it's kind of random and luck that, you know, they're ranked second in term in, against fantasy quarterbacks. So, you know, if – if they get pushed at all, or, you know, if Dallas kind of has just one of those juggernaut, you know, fourth quarters like they did against Indianapolis, where they're just kind of accidentally falling in the end zone, uh, you could see Dalton Schultz or CeeDee Lamb have some big days. Uh, Dak Prescott has had some very nice performances since coming back from injury. So he is somebody that I will be targeting in, you know, in that last round of drafts if I'm going deeper at quarterback. Geno Smith is my next quarterback up. He is also in the last round of drafts. Carolina is 13th against fantasy quarterbacks this year. And you do also have some very nice stacking options in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. No bring back options. I'm not uh, even putting in DJ Moore in even any of my lineups. He just isn't going to get us there, I don't believe. Um, but yeah, Geno Smith, you know, we're seeing a little, you know, he had a top three quarterback performance last week. And, you know, we're just seeing, you know, we kind of saw midseason, not lull there. He was still playing effectively, but just wasn't giving us those top end performances that he was before. So that was nice to see. And, you know, he, he does have it. It's not, it was nice to see that he does have that upside to get us to a battle royale win that top three finish. Kirk Cousins is in a wonderful matchup. Again, he is also in the last round and he is going up against Detroit, who ranks dead last in, in terms of fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. You can stack him with Justin Jefferson or TJ Hawkinson. Both those are fantastic options. And you can bring it back with Amon Ross St. Brown or DeAndre Swift, potentially. Um, yeah, and like I said, this is more just the matchup. 
Kirk Cousins has not given us one of those performances this season as of date yet. But if anybody's going to do it, against, it's going to be against Detroit. Kirk Cousins certainly has has the horses to get there with TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. And last up here, I have Trevor Lawrence. If he plays, um, you know, this is just another great matchup. Tennessee is second to last in terms of fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. He's been a quarterback one in five of the last seven games. He's gone interception free six of the last seven games. Um, you know, and just in, you know, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk's been fantastic. He's a great stacking option with Trevor Lawrence. You can bring him back uh, or, you know, potentially Evan Ingram. I have him as my last tight end sleeper here. You can bring him back with Derrick Henry. You know, this all stems on his health, of course, but, you know, um, and he put up a dud last week. So that's why he, he kind of got buried and he, he probably should be a little bit higher than where, where he's going on. You know, he's kind of really, really low on drafts, you know, kind of um, outside of even quarterback one range, I think on the battle Royale right now. So that's a little bit harsh for Trevor Lawrence. He's been good. He just was in a good spot last week and struggled. So people, and you know, he, he, and plus, you know, he only got one half, one almost healthy half of football. So you never know if he would have stayed healthy, maybe that matchup could have gotten a little better for him. So, you know, those are the quarterbacks that I have up. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, and Trevor Lawrence. Mo any other quarterback, I'm not, you know, like I said, um, you need a really high-end outcome, so there's no need to get too cute a quarterback. You know, um, there's some other quarterbacks that provide some nice value on the other DFS sites, um, you know, especially when you're trying to build with a salary. But yeah, like I said, so there's just not any reason, you know, those type of quarterbacks, the Tyler Huntley's, the Mike White's, the Jared Goff's, uh, Tom Brady, they just don't have, they, they, they could have a good week. They could have a quarterback one week, but they just don't have the upside that we're looking for in this particular format. So with that, we will get into the tight ends, tight end one, um, you know, and I always break into these tiers because, you know, we're looking for such high end outcomes from these players. I just want to give you the players that give going to give you that chance and we're just going to eliminate all the rest of them. So tier one, Travis Kelsey, he is the uh, second uh, 2.3 ADP second pick in the draft. Denver is 15th in points given up the tight end positions. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, if you draft Travis Kelsey in round one, it'd almost be criminal not to draft Tra Patrick Mahomes in round two, if he's available. So, Definitely do that. He's been on two Battle Royale winning rosters, one in week one and one that was a few weeks ago. Uh, he's been a top three tight end the first 10 games of the year. And then he had a top uh, tight end four and tight end 14 performance the last two weeks. So like I said, just a small slump for Travis Scott, whatever you want to call a slump for him. You know what I mean? So, um, but I expect, you know, that could easily change this week. You know, anybody's stats against tight ends or whatever, you could throw out the window against Travis Kelsey. He's, you know, just like Patrick Mahomes. Matchup doesn't matter here. He could have a big week, especially with the Kansas City uh, receiving room kind of Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't, hasn't come back uh, back to his full role since regaining health. Kadarius Toney nursing his hamstring injury still. Nicole Hardman still on IR. So Travis Kelsey is going to be a target machine still. So not much more to elaborate on there. If you have the first or second pick in the draft, don't be afraid. Like I said, five battle Royale winners have selected tight end in the first round. So not a bad pick there. Mark Andrews, ADP of 17.1. I have him up second here. It has been a little bit of a tough second half of the season for Mark Andrews. Um, he has not finished as a top three tight end since week six and and since those, and since then, those were the only. He's only finished as a top three tight end when he's gotten above ten targets in a game, and he hasn't gotten ten targets in a game since week five. 
So, or week six, sorry. I want to, yeah, week six. So it's just, yeah, that's what we're depending on target volume. That could really change Tyler Huntley. Mark Andrews had his most successful stint of the year last year with Tyler Huntley as his quarterback. So that, you know, that's not entirely impossible, but uh, Mark Andrews struggles have coincided with a little bit with Lamar Jackson's struggles and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, it's a tough matchup potentially for uh, Ravens as well. Pittsburgh uh, has been, and Steve Mitz has been a little bit more stout lately. And next up here, I have TJ Hawkinson at ADP of 21.8. That is going to be in the fourth round of drafts. Detroit ranks 29th in points given up to the tight end position. You have a nice stack in Kirk Cousins or some possible bringbacks in Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. It should be noted that there have been some, um, that I believe half the Battle Royale winners have also had a bringback option in their lineup. So, you know, just, you know, um, you know, and that just means, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be with the quarterback wide receiver pairing, but just two players on opposing teams in their lineup. And, you know, that's, you know, and that, that's a popular because, you know, you, not every game in the NFL is a high scoring, you know, some, a lot of the games are just kind of muddling uh, 17 to 14 kind of fairs. And, you know, and if you do pick that game, right, that has multiple touchdowns, you know, you, you know, there's going to be players that are popping off on both sides. So it's a little bit easier to correlate that when you do do that. But yeah, just, uh, he has just one touchdown, um, you know, is he has a, you know, it's just always wondering if, if he's worth, you know, if he's worth the ADP, you know, every single week, but uh like I said, in a good matchup, does he have that upside? I think so. So, uh, next up, I have Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he is going. You know, the rest of the tight ends are going in the last round of draft. So, you know, you have those three guys who are going a bit earlier. And next up, I have Pat Fryermuth. He's been just been a target machine. He's on pace for 863 yards, and that was with a missed game. And he's getting it done with only one touchdown. You know, every other the tight end position is very touchdown dependent. And Pat Fryermuth is somebody who's unusual in the case that he has not, just been getting it done with pure target volume. So, you know, that's just something if, if Kenny Pickett were ever to take a step, that next step forward as a passer, you could really see Pat Fryermuth break out. George Kittle, next up here, 33.5. You know, people are really discounting him now that uh, is out, which is which rightfully so. But he still has that upside, you know, just that game breaking. You know, is it? I think, you know, it was always he was – Boom, but he was that perfect, uh, just like I was saying about Amari Cooper, he's kind of perfect for this format. He's going to have some dead games that keep his price down low, but then he just has that ability where, you know, when he goes off, you know, you've got him late and, and you know, you got George Kittle in the sixth round, you know, you're, you're putting yourself in great shape to get put a battle royale winner up or put yourself very high up in the standings. So I think those games are going to be a little fewer and farther between than they already were um, with uh, Brock Purdy as the quarterback. But uh, I still think he has that upside. I still think we're going to see some big games down the stretch, big, you know, in the playoffs or in the fantasy playoffs uh, from George Kittle. And Tampa Bay is 28th against uh, the tight end position in terms of fantasy points. You can pair, you can do do some nice bring back options with Godwin or Evans if you were to draft him. And he has a, yeah, it's it's within his range of outcomes. He has three top five tight end performances. So George Kittle, some uh, nice. Uh, you know, like this is where all the risk is already baked into the ADP. So don't be too afraid there. Dalton Schultz is the next guy I have up. He's going a little before George Kittle in drafts, but I do. Um, I just think George Kittle has higher upside um, in my weekly rankings. If I was going to start two players, I would probably start Dalton Schultz. But if you were asking me who could finish as the overall tight end, who has the higher likelihood of finishing as the overall tight end one, that would be George Kittle. And that's why I have him a little bit higher. Um, 
three, you know, he has three of the five games as a top six, three of his last five games as a top six tight end. Nice uh, stacking option. You can do Dalton Schultz and Dak Prescott in the final two rounds of drafts if you wanted to. That finishes up my third tier. Um, I had, so in the first tier, I had Travis Kelsey, second tier, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. I don't think I was telling you that as I was doing it. So that's why I'm rereading it here for you. And in tier three, I have Pat Fryermuth, George Kittle, and Dalton Schultz. And just with, I'm um, just going to some quick hitters for y'all here. Uh, you know, these are just some tight end sleepers, not someone I am overexposing myself. But if you are doing a lot of drafts, you know, these are good names, you know, you could throw out there as somebody a little bit more. You get Greg Dulcich, Kansas City, just, you know, they, their defense is bad, you know, uh, and you know, the Broncos are going to score, you know, the Broncos are going to look pretty good. You know, if I'm a Chiefs fan. If I had to guess, I would say the Broncos are going to have one of their better games of the season this, this week. So Jerry Judy and Greg Dulcich are nice sleepers. Uh, David Njoku, just how is he going to mesh with Deshaun Watson? He does, The upside is there, especially if Deshaun Watson can look like 60 or 70% of how he looked back in 2020. Evan Ingram is the last guy I have up here. We've seen a couple big performances from Evan Ingram this year. Sometimes he flashes that, but you know, he has problem with drops. Evan Ingram is somebody just can't, he has that athletic ability that, you know, can break off a big play. So those are my tight end tiers. With that, I will go into some running back and wide receiver values. Um, I, I switched it up for running backs and wide receivers. I don't list all of the running backs and wide receivers in order because every running back and wide receiver drafted in the first few rounds of drafts is going to have that upside that, you know, just, ha- you know, you know, every, all the first and second and third round wide receivers and running backs, they have obvious upside there that they can finish in the top three. So there's no point in talking about, it. you know, you draft your favorite ones from that week, you know, you get yourself a decent exposure. If you're doing multiple drafts, get yourself a decent exposure to, you know, you know, the AJ Browns, the Amon Ross St. Browns, the Jamar Chases, you know, we all know why those guys are good. But these guys are, you know, guys who are going probably a little bit later, you know, probably in the back half of drafts, at least a lot of them probably in that sixth round. Um, just guys that could finish in that top five at the very end of drafts. And we will look at the running backs first. Travis Etienne, round six, 34.9 ADP. It's a tough matchup this week. Um, Tennessee is, you know, very stout against the run. But, you know, Travis Etienne is one of those guys just due to his talent and his receiving upside. And I put that in quotations because he has, we haven't seen it this year. Uh, you know, he runs a ton of routes. He just does not get targeted. Uh, you know, he's kind of, you know, they uh, there's a, there's a term in the fans community for that, for the wide receivers who run a ton of routes and don't get targeted uh, doing cardio, you know, and that's, and that, you know, that's kind of what Travis Etienne does out there on a lot of those passing routes. But due to that, he does have, um, he does have upside, but you know, all, you know, he did have three RB one performances in a row before, you know, ha- su- uh, suffering an injury. Then he, we had a bye week came back slow last week. So he is going way at the end of rep, uh, Away at the end of drafts, but he is fifth in breakaway run rate, and he does have a role in that passing game, like we said. So he is someone, although you know, I, I, you know, someone I, I'm not ranking anywhere near the top. I'm more of a back end RB one, high end RB two. He does have he does have that in his range of outcomes. Saquon Barkley is going in the fourth round right now, and you know he's just just somebody. You know he's so good that you know once again, matchup is relatively tough, but. It's, you know, just somebody that you want in your lineup. He's so good, you know, in the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, it could just be Saquon Barkley week. You know what I mean? What if he catches 12 passes for 120 yards? You know, that, that, you know, you're going to want him in your lineup, you know, just, you know, at so, you know, 
I know, you know, recency bias and the matchup always play a lot into these battle royales, but at some point you just want the really good players on your roster. So Saquon Barkley is someone I, I do like in that fourth round, um, you know, and you have some nice bringbacks on the Eagles side. He's had a, he's, but you know, what's weird is he only had three top five running back performances all year, but he is number one in snapshot, number two in carries, seven in targets. This is a guy who's getting all that opportunity, maybe may bogged down by that offense a bit. Joe Mixon, ADP 27.4. That is purely because he missed he missed a couple games. And now, uh, and Samahi P. Ryan had, had a couple big games too. Uh, but Zach Taylor has assured us that Joe Mixon is going back in that starting running back role. We see it all the time. Okay. Running backs come in. They, you know, they have, they find success, you know, in that limited, you know, limited role. Guess what? They go right back to their old playing time usually. So I really, um, Samahi Piran might, might have earned himself a little bit of a role in the offense. You know, he's going to get it mixed in a little bit, but Joe Mixon's going to get the work here and he's going in the fifth round of drafts. I love that. Um, Cleveland is 31st in fantasy points against the running back position. Second to last, you have some, uh, nice bringbacks in Amari Cooper and David Njoku, apparently, um, and he has that one, just I believe, just one top five running back performance all year, and that was the overall one running back when he had five total touchdowns. But like I said, we are looking at this for the matchup and the discounted price because of injury. And last up for the running backs, I have Ezekiel Elliott, ADP twenty seven point one, rate alongside Travis Etienne. And you know, this one is just everyone is on Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is much more explosive, but you know, just the Cowboys love Ezekiel Elliott. It would not take much if Ezekiel pops off a couple big runs for them to for this to be Ezekiel Elliott week against the dead the Houston Texans that ranked dead last against fantasy points given up to the running back position. So, you know, I'm I'm willing in the fifth round against the, the Texans that are going to give up a lot of points to the running backs this week. It's just who's going to get them, or maybe it's an even split. But Ezekiel Elliott is, is someone who I I think could have a big day and who, like I said, is just going really deep in drafts because Tony Pollard's kind of assumed the control is backfield, but not really. Ezekiel Elliott's still going to get darn near 50% at worst of the carries, maybe even more. So, you know, don't be afraid to get a little different with Ezekiel Elliott this week and a great matchup for wide receivers. I have Christian Kirk up 25.7 ADP against the dead last ranked Tennessee Titans uh, wide receivers. A lot of that is perimeter wide receivers. So, you know, say Jones is, a, is even in a better matchup this week, but Christian Kirk could have a big day as well. This is definitely something to keep Trevor Lawrence's health in mind. Um, you know, he's not, maybe Christian Kirk could still be a DFS player on the other sites, but he would not be a possible play if the Jaguars use their second string quarterback. And honestly, I can't even remember who that is off the top of my head, but I know, He's not going to give Christian Kirk uh, that kind of range of outcomes. But um, he has had seven-plus targets in six straight games, so he has been getting a lot of targets, just like this next guy I have up here, Chris Godwin, ADP 30.3. Yeah, I mean, he's been a target machine. He's been a, had double-digit targets, 10-plus targets, in all but one game since he's returned back from injury. He is by far and away the number one uh, running I mean, the number one wide receiver in, in this room, it's not even close anymore. Uh, it's just Mike Evans is a, it's just, he's kind of boom or bust big play guy now. And Chris Godwin is getting those consistent targets. Everyone, he's had 60 plus yards in seven of those nine active games. So I really like Chris Godwin deep in drafts, you know, as just he gets, we're, we're seeing him get healthier, better and better. And it's as he's getting healthier and healthier. So I think we could see some big games down the stretch. Uh, 
Amari Cooper is somebody I already talked about in the last round of drafts. He's had those five 20 plus fantasy point games. And um, yeah, just that upside that you're looking for, you know, when you're looking, when, when you're at the last round and you need a wide receiver still, and you're in round six, like I said, who, we're not looking for players who are like this. We're not looking for Zay Jones, for example, who could have a nice week, but is he an alpha wide receiver that has a wide receiver one range finishing his end of outcomes? No. So Amari Cooper does though. So that's a great pick in the last round of drafts. Gabe Davis. I know what I said earlier. I know I, I said, he doesn't he, he maybe doesn't have that upside, but it's the last round. You know, he could, you know, have we seen those three catch 180-yard performances? Yeah, we saw that four touchdowns against the Chiefs last year. He's certainly capable of it. And, you know, is if he does that, are you are you putting yourself in great chance to win $25,000? Yes, yes, you are. So um, in the last round, I am willing, especially if I didn't end up getting a Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen stack, and I have Josh Allen, I am willing to take Gabe Davis there. And last up, I have Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you know, this is just a – a stacking option with Mahomes, um, you know, just somebody who's going deep in drafts, not someone I'm overexposing myself to because it's going to be hard to get him as a top five, top 10 wide receiver. But, you know, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. And, and if the Denver Broncos decide to lock up Travis Kelsey, you could see Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster should be able to kind of uh, hide from Patrick Sertan a little bit too. So I like Juju Smith-Schuster a lot this week. And, you know, it just kind of it has to, it has to be somebody. So. With that is the what I all I had down here for the week fourteen battle royale. Uh, I'm going to be keep going over uh, you know these battle royales as we close out the season here, as we get even into the fantasy playoffs and standard leagues. You know that doesn't change the battle royale that much. Um, and then I'm going to be doing these playoff best balls too. Um, one of these days I'd like to do a live draft on here. It's got a, I'm, I'm bad with technology. I'm, I'm sure somebody could explain it to me very easily. I've been told it's very easy, so I just need to do that. So. Maybe next week or the week after, we'll start doing some live Battle Royale drafts on here, too. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Good luck this weekend. Um, I'll be posting. Uh, Andrew Robb will be coming out with our Battle Royale article tomorrow. We alternate on those. I already posted my Battle Royale thread on the week. You know, I got some, di- you know, I do some Dynasty content for some other sites, uh, some just some weekly headline articles for Fantasy Coaches Podcast. So check that stuff out, too. And have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Thank you so much.